Welcome to Gamer's Ledge Podcast, the weekly podcast about video games with news, reviews, analysis, and opinion. Keeping you up to date on how to wisely spend your money for video games, movies, RPGs, comics, books, and more for over 16 years. Find us online at gamersledge.com. And now, your hosts. Hello and welcome to Gamers Ledge Podcast. Come on in, sit down, relax, have yourself a tall glass of eggnog in a purple mason jar. I am Mark, joined, we're going to discuss video games, look at what it means to be a hardcore gamer, and a look at the video gaming industry, as well as a conversation amongst friends. Joining me all the way at my far left is Turo. Hi. And next to him, from the great, great white north, it's Kate. And then from the other Great White North is, of course, Matt. Howdy. And it's completely not white, which is really weird yeah, for this It's not community. white here either at all. It's not white here either. Totally thrown off by it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you watch it. We'll be the one to get snow before the rest of us, and then... Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> um, so lots to talk about this week. Nothing really happened over the last week. Uh, but let's start by addressing uh, that this is the Lost Gamers... At- Gamers Ledge podcast. Um, this one will only appear on YouTube. There will not be an audio channel or audio version of it. Um, so we can say whatever. We, no, we can't do that. But the point is, is that uh, the website had a fatal error. Actually, two days before PlayStation Experience, uh, I contacted the host and tried to get them to fix it, and they said they were having problems doing that until just four hours before the show, and then by then uh, it was too late to fix, and when I finally did everything to fix it, it didn't work anyways. So we're changing providers for the site, so that site's going to be down for the next week or so. Um, So this is the lost podcast version of Gamer's Ledge Podcast. Um, Podcast in space. In intertubes, actually. Interspace? Intertube space? I don't know. I was going to say uh, Raiders of the Lost podcast. <laughs> I like that one. So let's uh, do what we normally do. Start down, go down the line, talk about what we've been doing for the last week. Uh, I have, my list is ridiculously long, so I'll start with uh, Taro, and we'll work our way from there. Mine's teeny tiny. Um, so I played Pokemon. Uh, I played Halo 5. By, by played Pokemon, did you mean you traded with people on a board? No. No. I'm already done. I got them all. No, I'm actually playing the game. I'm trying to beat uh, Alpha Sapphire. Well, I'm glad you're at least using the right terminology in that you got them all and not caught them all. I got them all. You can't catch them all, you nerd. Gosh, there's literally – it's impossible to catch them all because some of them are events. Thank you. But the ones that I did catch, yes, I caught them. So wait a minute. You're telling me – that video game manufacturers would release a game in which you cannot do everything that they said you could do? Not that's, to all of that's, them. That's absolutely ludicrous. That does not happen in the video game space. Uh, yes, he hasn't put out a song in quite a while. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, Pokemon and Halo 5, pretty much that's it. And Clash of Clans. That's it. All right. Kate, how about you? 
Uh, my list is pretty short too. Uh, Record Keeper, which for the past few days I haven't been attending very much. I've just been pretty much logging in just to get my daily Mithril. But uh, I've been playing a little bit of Final Fantasy VII on the PS4, the port, and gotten pretty far in it actually. Uh, I've been playing it a lot. Gotten to the part where I don't even know why this is a spoiler still, but if you're under 20 and never played the game, plug your ears for a sec. I'm uh, about to watch the scene where Aerith dies. Yeah, so I still, after 20 years, I still don't understand. I have Phoenix Downs in my friggin' inventory. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a cutscene death. But it's, um, the one thing I, like, they've added cheats into the port version where you can turn on three times the speed which mm-hmm. is great for leveling mm-hmm. up. Like, because it's not like I've gotten this far and I'm, like, level 30. I'm look clouds at, like, level 60. Nice. So it's just, like, it's a good way to really, like, you know, if when you're going to do a level grind, you just turn on the three times speed and just go, go, go. Yeah, I, I was actually was doing that. Go yeah. ahead. Because uh, whenever I play the game, I've played the game so many times that I have certain... You know habits that I do, and I I always level up in the certain areas. Like when you and exit the mithril mines and go in the forests where you get Yuffie for the first time uh, around Fort Condor, uh, I level up a lot there. And then my next spot is around the Gold Saucer for quite a while, and then just outside Rocket Town for a long while. Sometimes I'll do a little, little bit before Nibelheim too, but that's where I do the bulk of my leveling up, but it was just so much nicer just put that three times speed and just go... Well, even just running through the Mako reactor, I was like, oh, this is actually worth running at a reasonable pace. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also, I think I'm going to have to at least do part of another playthrough because I did all the stuff to get Barrett as my date at the Gold Saucer because that's trophy. But if you do the Cosmo Canyon glitch, the trophy will not pop. So the trophy didn't pop. So I have to go, I'll have to start over and do that all over again. But man, I wish they did not have the G-Bike racing as a trophy, because I suck at that many games I, so hard. I look down the I'm list. I'm never going to get that trophy. I look down the list and I'm like, well, and I, it's a Final Fantasy game. I wasn't expecting it to be an easy trophy, but I'm like, oh, win at everything. Get everything. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, I actually find the list is pretty easy, except... For the G bike, like that's my in Final Fantasy VII, that's the version, like the mini game, like the Chocobo balloons in Final Fantasy X. It's like controller breaking. I'm so terrible at it, so I don't think I'm ever gonna get that trophy. Uh, and I'm also trying to use different people this time too, because all the times I play, I'll use Aerith when she's like available to use, and I usually use Tifa and Yuffie. My dream party would actually be Yuffie and Aerith. I would just get rid of Cloud entirely. But uh, I've been trying to use different people because I always use Tifa and Yuffie. So I've been using more of uh, Red 13 this time around. I was using a lot more of Barrett because I was trying to get with the date mechanics. No vampire love? Yeah, I've been tr- I'm going to try and use some Vincent a little bit more as well. I've got him and Red 13. I've only, I haven't even seen all the cast reactions to Aerith's death. You know, like they'll react or you have different reactions. I've only really ever seen Tifa and Yuffie and maybe one other person's because that's all I use, right? And Tifa and Yuffie have the best reactions anyway. But 
Well, I know the reaction that no one has. Phoenix down! <laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing. I've been down that rabbit hole. The custom theme that you get when you download the game is pretty awesome. Yeah, I saw that I got one. I, I didn't get it. It's pretty nice. It. I have no money, but for 10 bucks, I'll pay for the 19th time to own the game again with trophies, I guess. It looks surprisingly awesome. Like, it does. Like, I mean, it still is like the Lego monsters, but the, it, it's really smooth and... I popped up... Uh, I, I have it on my Vita, which means I own it for the PSTV as well. Yeah. And I popped that up on the PSTV on the big screen not too long ago. And my wife was like, what is that? That looks horrific. And like, oh, that's Final Fantasy. Yeah, they were kind of blocky back then. And this doesn't look nearly as bad. No, I was I was expecting it to be like, like when you play an actual old PS1 game on an HD TV and your eyes start bleeding because it looks like total ass. That's what I was expecting. So I was like pleasantly surprised. I still want, you know, every time I'm playing through anything, I'm like, I can't wait to see something like this, like you know with the remake graphics, because, like, I mean, the graphics aren't really ugly, but... Oh, my God, Kate, do you not know? I know. Oh, okay. I think that everyone's All making right. a huge deal over nothing, but we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. <clears throat> well, Matt, how about you? Oh, it's been a bit of a slow week on the game side of stuff, uh, as soon as I can find my list back. Oh, yeah, it's on my phone, duh. Um, somewhere. Ah, there it is. Uh, so I still have been playing uh, Tab Titans, uh, but aside from that little thing, oh, and Yahtzee, uh, really all I've done this week was uh, SSX and Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, so the two freebies from PS Plus for this month on PS3, and then Battlefront. And I was going to play Export Rock Band 3 and Direct Band 4, but I can't figure out how to do it. I don't think it's available yet. I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I, I looked for, you know, I searched everything I could think of for news or instructions or issues or problems, and all I can find is all the stuff from, like, October when they released that they were going to do it. So I guess it got delayed and nobody bothered to say anything. Uh, otherwise, it does say in one of the things I found on the, the harmonics boards that it's supposed to automatically become available based on our data to detect that you own Rock Band 3. So out of curiosity, I just stuck Rock Band 3 into my PS3 to see if it would make anything all of a sudden magically pop up for me, and it didn't. So all it did is make me realize that I missed a bunch of good DLC from the end of Rock Band 3's life cycle. <laughs> so, yeah, I need a, need a couple of money hats to pay for some DLC that I missed from back in the day. But See, um, I, did, I didn't. What bothers me is that all the stuff that you and I shared, I have to rebuy now because... For some reason, the stuff I really wanted were your weeks. Yeah, it's same on my side. I'm missing a bunch of Foo Fighters stuff because it's stuff you picked up. Oh, so. yeah, I've got all the Foo Fighters stuff, but I have, like, none of the alt stuff that I wanted that you you bought, apparently. So I'm like, yeah, so it's, it's, it's going to be one of these days I'm just going to have to find, you know, a millionaire and murder him and buy a bunch of PSN cards and then have a cat and buy a bunch of DLC. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, that was basically it. I did play a little bit of Battlefront also. I don't know if I said that or not. Um, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, cause I, 
Yeah, Lego Dimensions was last week. Yeah, I played I played the Doctor Who Dimensions level. That was last week. That wasn't this past week. That was week before. So, um, yeah. Otherwise, I played putting up Christmas trees and uh, going shopping and uh, doing all that fun life stuff. So. Well, let's see. I played Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Um, I've got all the characters now. I've got Lulu's crystal. I'm going through and getting the last of the new Final Fantasy VI character crystals. Have you even started that event because of Final Fantasy VII? It's super easy. It's I just, know. you know. Just having to get to it. Um, I, did I talk about playing Gems of War last week? Yes. Yes. Okay, all right. So, played more Gems of War. Um, I'll save that one for a minute. Played more Gauntlet Slayer Edition. Um, I also played Guns Up for the first time, which is a thing that I don't think was live before the PlayStation experience. But... uh, It it, went live right after. Yeah, so I I actually have it, and I downloaded the PlayStation Plus freebie pack, and it's a tower defense game, and it's, in my opinion, super skeevy with the free-to-play microtransaction stuff, but it is fun. So you know, weigh that against whatever you want to weigh it against. Um, I, I have ended up sinking about six hours into it so far. Yeah, uh, it reminded me too much of that island game that they had on there that was yep. free to play, so I just steered clear of it because I know I won't keep up with it. So Yeah, it, it's it's okay. I, I'm I've pretty much exhausted my patience for it, I think. <laughs> um, I, I also managed being an attendee of uh, PlayStation Experience 2015 to get a couple free games. Uh, the first one is the Bit Trip Collection, which I had always heard of Bit Trip Runner, but none of the rest of them, Core, Vortex, uh, and all, all the other ones that are in the set. Uh, I played through each of those. Um, the Runner is the most fun for me, and it's something I think Dave would play forever. But Oh, yeah, he loves Bit Trip Runner. Yeah, it's totally not my... I mean, if I'm, like, feeling ADD, okay, but other than that, no, not so much. Um, the other one I got was Nuclear Throne, which is on sale for, like, 15 bucks. It is kind of a Hotline Miami-style, procedurally generated, roguelike, top-down shoot-em-up. RPG? It, uh, no, not really. I mean, you you can only hold one weapon at a time. So, do you want the wrench or the shotgun, and then clear out everything on the level? It's actually pretty not not my favorite um, that I played. Uh, I did mention that I played Final Fantasy VII PC port as well. I, Kate, the thing that I walked away from that was just watching the star pattern in the opening cutscene, which is one of my favorite beginnings to any game ever. I was sitting there going, do I skip it, do I not skip it, do I skip it, do I not skip it? And I realized that in this day and age, I do not have patience for a 20-second star pattern gazing before it starts moving. I just wonder what the reception will be of, of kids of this day and age, because there's some really oh, slow... No, they w- I don't think kids will like it because of the graphics. Well, that too. But I mean, well, it's, it, there's some super slow pacing in that. It, yeah. it depends. I mean, like... My oldest started playing my PS1 copy of Final Fantasy VII. Now, he never finished it, but, you know, it depends on the kid. 
It depends on their motivation. Now I just wish they'd do the same and port, do a nice port of Final Fantasy VIII. Yes, please. With trophies, or just do a remake of Final Fantasy VIII, please. And twelve while they're at it. Nobody wants eight. And six. Shut up. All right. Um, the other thing that I played, you know, I forgot that I even had this on my PlayStation Four, but I saw it and I'm like, oh, I need to get to that. The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. <laughs> that oh, two years ago. <laughs> that game is really fun. I really like it. It's really good. And it's absolutely beautiful to me, anyways. Um, I really, if you have not checked that out, I highly recommend it. Hmm. Oh, and I was supposed to say last week, and I totally forgot, that uh, my wife beat her first video game. Wow! Yay. I thought she beat. I thought she beat. Uh, what was the fantasy life? Well, no, style savvy. Style savvy doesn't have an official ending, so you just keep playing okay. it forever. So it. she didn't. I mean, yeah, I guess she technically beat it, but there's nothing that says congratulations, you beat the game or anything like that. Um, right. She she's been playing a couple others, and she reached the end of one, started the second, but now she's totally obsessed with an iOS dungeon crawler. So we'll see how that goes. Um, the other game that I played this week was called PlayStation Experience 2015. Ah, I heard the graphics and on that kind of sucked. Um, yeah, actually, the graphics were fine. It was the load times. Mm. There was a lot of queuing up. For realsies. Hashtag struggles real. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, obviously, PlayStation came to town... Uh, this week, uh, they had about 13,000 people in attendance, which was actually a lot less than I thought it was going to be. I, you know, I'm used to Gen Con. I'm used to really big conventions. I thought it was going to be like 60,000 people. It was only 13, but it was still very busy, and there were a lot of people there. Um, I managed to talk to a ton of developers, see a bunch of things that I had never even heard of, uh, and I thought I would talk about some of them here. And I've kind of grouped them into the ones I played and then the ones that ended up being, like, the highlight of the show for me. So I played Dead Star. Uh, if you're not familiar with this one, it is a top-down... Um, Twin-stick shooter is not quite right, but very close. You use the right, the right stick to aim, and then you can shoot missiles or machine guns or whatever. Uh, it has a very... Starship Troopers in space kind of feel? Starship Starship Troopers was in space. No, a lot of it was on a lot of it was on, on the surface of a planet. Most of it in fact. In outer space. Okay, technically. It wasn't it was space. Thank you. Uh, this is what I get for surrounding <laughs> me with a bunch of nerds like me. <laughs> Yay. Um, the thing about it is is that it becomes a ten versus ten multiplayer online game. Which can get a little crazy and you have about, I don't know, 30 different ships to choose from, and you can bring three in a battle and switch between them. So you never know exactly what you're going to be going up against. It's interesting. It wasn't, like, the most <laughs> earth-shattering game I've ever played, but it was fun. And the good part is is that anybody who was at PSX got into the beta, so I've got the beta, and I've been playing through it some more to try and see if, if I like it any more or less. So far, it's about the same. Um, I also played Shadow of the Beast, which is an old Genesis game that they're remaking for PlayStation 4. It is a side-scrolling fighter. 
which sounds weird, but the best thing I can say is kind of heaven, heaven swordy. It's very much like heaven sword, um, except that you're constrained and you can't go in 3D. So that when you reach a area where you got to fight, it puts kind of shields up on the sides of the levels, and you can't go through that. Um, but then you got to attack people. Uh, they they were giving away. So I I don't know if uh, you all knew about this, but at the show last year they did collectible cards. Well, this year they did collectible cards as well. There's my platinum trophy for getting all the. The different things. Sadly, this is not a friggin' platinum trophy on the PSN. Like they kind of <laughs> said it was gonna be. I wouldn't have tried nearly as hard if I knew all I was gonna get was a card. I'm just saying. You have. Me three. What? Wait. Well, what? Yeah, I only have three. I know. I'm like level. I've got seven. like eight. <laughs> I I only have three. It's it's yeah. So anyways, there's my the contrast. I, I have fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So there's there's my my four uh, trophies, but the thing that they did is you went to different things. Like this is the one I got at the PlayStation VR booth. Um, so they have different. You go to the different ones. Like so, for example, if you went and played Ratchet and Clank, they gave you a Ratchet and Clank card. You actually um, played a Ratchet and Clank game. I'm I, proud of you. Let me tell you what <clears throat> I did. Wasn't going to talk about that one because it's Ratchet and Clank, but that game is pretty. <laughs> That is probably the closest thing to playing a CGI movie that I've ever seen. It is stupid pretty. Uh, they were showing the movie, as a matter of fact. They had they one of one of these things that they do at cons. They put up a popcorn stand, and above the popcorn stand, as you were watching in line, you could see two or three minutes of the Ratchet and Clank CGI movie. It looks identical to the game. So you'd watch this thing, and then you'd walk over there and play it. And I'm like, this is, hmm, brain not adjusting correctly for this. But there's that. But this was the Shadow of the Beast one. Uh, and that was, uh, you know, you're basically playing a Wolverine-esque character uh, who has been mind-controlled and, you know, forced to kill an entire village, and then you're snapped out of it by somebody you just killed. And then you've got to go get your revenge and save all the people and all that stuff. So that was the whole thing. But anyways, they have uh, 37 different cards that you could get. I collected almost all of them uh, before the site went into critical and I had to leave early on the second day. But yes, so that's, that's that, um, Shadow of the Beast. Uh, it was good. Uh, I, I actually found that once I figured out you could pick somebody up and throw them at the next person to stun them, I just did that over and over again. You only got the... So I showed you the the common one. This is actually a rare platinum version of the card. You only got that by beating the boss at the end of the level, which I did, by just picking people up and throwing them at the next person over and over again. I spammed it. There were the people behind me in line were like, how'd you do that? I'm like, circle. That's it. That's all you need to beat it. Circle. So, yeah. Um, I played Amplitude from Harmonix. Uh, that game is super fun and super good, and it's super local multiplayer only. Hmm. But it is a lot of fun, so if you like it in your house, Matt, it will be perfect for multiple people. It will be. Yes. Uh, I think there will be share play from talking from the developers. They said they're targeting to try and get share play up in 
working correctly so that maybe you can do some online stuff. Uh, it would be nice for those of us who don't have an army of children. Right, that's... that's <laughs> the, <laughs> it's a very small army. <laughs> uh, it's a, still an army nonetheless. Um, the, I talked to them at great length about Rock Band, uh, about Amplitude. Um, they said online multiplayer for rhythm games is very hard to sync up. Costs a lot, a lot of time, etc. But they do hear that we want it, and they are working on it. But no plans announced as of yet. Um, also sp spoke with the developers from Darkest Dungeon. Uh, if that's the roguelike dungeon crawl, side-scrolling RPG that has insanity, you're, if you don't take care of your people when they're not uh, in the dungeon they'll actually go insane while they're in the dungeon eventually. It's really kind of a depressing game. <laughs> but the funny part is, is it's, it's actually... You start watching the people get these afflictions, these mental afflictions, and they'll go back into town, and you can only treat them in certain ways because they're getting so bad. So one guy might say, the only way that I can... Uh, be healed is to uh, lash myself in a church because he thinks that everything is at, you know he's he's horrible person for having killed all these creatures. Well, there's only so many people you can send to the church to be healed in different ways. So if you've already sent like maybe you have one slot free in the church and you've already sent someone there to repent for their sins and there won't be room for that guy to go lash himself and he'll just get progressively worse as you keep taking him out into the dungeons. It's, it's really interesting stuff, to be quite honest. It's a little fascinating the way that they, they implement this stuff. Um, Broforce, managed to play that. Uh, played a little bit of Enter the Gungeon. Good time wasters. Uh, I played a game called There Came an Echo, which I'd never heard of before. It is a cyberpunk game that is voice-controlled. And so you actually uh, control the game. The main character is Will Wheaton. Not supposed to be Will Wheaton, but voiced by Will Wheaton. Um, and this is early, but you actually use the, uh, the vocal commands on uh, the PS4 and not the Xbox One, Turo. Blap. Do you know why? No, because no one uses the connection. Uh, the developers actually said that the connect voice commands are locked down and developers can't get access to them. Why not? One of the updates, apparently. So it was kind of interesting. Weird. So it's, it's coming out on PC and PS4, but not on Xbox One. Huh. Uh, and then I, we come to what I, I think are the highlights of the show. Um, I, I did manage to do a lot of the virtual reality stuff. Um, Res Infinite was announced at this show, and if you like Res, then this is the game you are looking for. It is uh, running at 120 frames per second with 3D audio. It is silky, buttery smooth, and I almost got Vertigo twice because you're flying in the middle of a city hundreds of feet up, and even though it's not really detailed, it's just wireframes, I had that moment where I looked down and was like, oh god, this is kind of high. And so uh, that that was good. So um, is that one going to be VR and normal, or is it VR only? So it is. It's it's VR. 
uh, at 120 frames and 3D audio sound. It will be coming out on the PlayStation 4 at 60 frames per second with 7.1 surround sound. So that's Res Infinite. Had a lot of fun. If you like Res, the controls are exactly the same. The only difference in the VR version is you can actually move your head to target things. So if there's a bunch of stuff flying above, you just look at it and it targets it, and then you let go of the X button to shoot it just like you did normally. You can still use the thumbstick cursor if you want to in the VR space, but you don't have to. Hmm. Uh, I played a game called London Heist The Getaway, which was probably the best game I've ever played ever. And I'll talk about my reservations in a second, but the, the pros of it were when I went with the Sony rep to sit down and play it, they showed me a screen. Here's the things you can interact with, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I knew the basic scenario. You are riding shotgun in a van, and there are two hands at the bottom of the screen. You put a move controller in each hand, and the only button you use are the triggers on the bottom. Those move controllers are your hands, and so you pull something, it grabs whatever is in, in the environment. So I was messing around all over with the stuff in the cab. I saw a... a, a um, uh, a, a can on the dashboard. I picked it up. I threw it at the driver. The driver's like, hey, I'm driving here, which I was like, oh, fuck, I wasn't expecting a response from the driver. Um, I started looking around. I'm like flipping down the, the, the visor and there's something underneath and I'm looking at that and I'm flipping up. I'm opening the glove box, playing with the radio, whatever. But then I'm like, you know, there's a door over here. I wonder if I can open the door. And sure enough, I could. And, and I leaned out and I looked behind, and I had that moment where I almost, I, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to fall out of the car. And it, it sounds dumb, but it, it really, like, it was at that moment that I'm like, okay, if I wasn't sold on VR before, I think this was something that pushed me way over the edge. Um, eventually, the, the game became a kind of a, uh, a car chase scene where a bunch of bad guys ride in on motorcycles and in black trucks, and you have a semi-automatic, and you're shooting the semi-automatic, and you run out of bullets, and there's a bunch of clips scattered throughout the car. You pick up a clip with your left hand, and you slam it into the bottom of the gun. And I, t I was talking with a Sony rep afterwards, and I'm like, I don't know what to call that, but I, I called it kinetic vocabulary. It was perfect. It was like, I have actually shot a semi-automatic semi machine gun before, and it was exactly like what you would do to load a clip. You just kind of slide it in there and push, and it goes. Uh, and it became, while I never forgot that I was playing the game, I forgot those, that those weren't my hands. I could f almost feel opening the glove, you know, the glove compartment. Uh, shooting the gun in my... It was really well done. That being said, it was only like two and a half minutes. Can they make a full game out of that? I don't know. Um, but that was very, very, very interesting to me. Um, you know what other game is going to support VR? What's that? Literal Live Extreme 3. Yeah, I, Tekken 7 also supporting it. I'm like... I'm waiting for one person to do a sweep kick. It's all over. <laughs> there will be vomit everywhere, and uh, they will be disoriented and lose the match. 
I, I don't know how that's going to happen. Are you going to buy PlayStation VR just for DOA uh, Extreme 3? Since I am the game's biggest fan ever, maybe. <laughs> nice. Depends how much it is. Nice. Um, I also played a game that was very clearly not developed for PlayStation VR, but was an add-on called uh, Distance. It was a survival racing simulator. That is the first time that I have ever played a game in VR where I almost lost my lunch. The corners are way too tight, and you get super disoriented, and it whips you about in a way that is not conducive for you keeping your lunch. <laughs> Uh, it was fun. It was just that's probably my only complaint about it is that it was way too sensitive, and um, the very first uh, virtual reality game I played was called Super Hypercube, which actually uh, I wrote an article on the site right now talking about kind of where PlayStation is at for virtual reality technology. This game literally looks like it belonged on a Virtual Boy. It was that shade of red, and that's all you could see. There were some other colors, white, and kind of a glow from a, a cathode ray tube, like when you used to watch those old Atari cabinets, uh, I'm sorry, asteroid cabinets, that really bright, chalky white. Those were pretty much the only two colors in it. But my brain still went into that space, and that was where I was playing, not sitting in a, a room with a bunch of people shouting and talking around me, I was in that space. And I thought that was a very interesting uh, thought that I had about being teleported into that virtual reality space. Uh, I played Eve Valkyrie by CCP, which is a space shooter that is probably the slickest, most finished product on the floor. It's amazing. If you get a chance to do it, I highly recommend it. And that's it for the PSVR stuff. Uh, there were some other let's call them old-school kind of games that I thought were amazing. The first one was called Brutal, which they actually showed a teaser for uh, during the PlayStation Experience lead-up. Uh, Kate, did you ever play the old CRPGs? Like the old gold box stuff for D&D &D and that stuff on the computer? Did you ever play the ASCII RPGs? The ASCII art RPGs? No. Okay. I'm probably the only person old enough to have actually done it that's here tonight. But they actually used to have these computer role-playing games that there were no graphics on computers. So they used ASCII art symbols to make, like, asterisks were the walls and triangles were the torches and stuff like that. And they actually made a game of that using today's graphics. And it's fantastic. It's called Brutal, and if you didn't get a chance to see the teaser trailer, it's up online. But it's it's great, but the interesting thing to me was that all the old mechanics that you had in those games, they have actually faithfully recreated in this one. Like, for example, if you have zombies ahead of you, in the old games, you had to go find a torch, light it, keep it lit, and then use the lit torch to kill the zombie. You have to do that in this one as well. Uh, so it's kind of interesting that a lot of those old mechanics they brought forward to this. So that was, and that's a procedurally generated dungeon using this art style that is just absolutely amazing. So I highly recommend that one. Um, Crypt of the Necrodancer. 
probably one of the games that put that stupid, goofy grin on my face. It is a dungeon crawl rhythm game. Kate, have you seen this? No? Matt, have you seen it? Hmm. Turo, you've seen it. Nope. Turo's not even listening to us. Yeah. I am. <laughs> he is. So it's a game that has a beat meter and a soundtrack, and you have to move to the beat. As you do so, you'll encounter dungeon monsters, and they all have a pattern. Like, for example, skeletons only jump left or right. So if you jump from the top down... So, you, so essentially you have to have dance-offs with monsters. That is exactly the correct... Yes. Wow. That is exactly kind of it. Um, and it's it's really hard to explain, but once you see it, you start to get it, and the music's really good, so it's a lot of fun. Uh, and that's coming early next year, so be on the lookout for that one. It's called Crypt of the Necrodancer. It's hilarious. Um... Another really, really positive one I saw was called Fallen Legion. It is a four-character RPG with roguelike experience elements. And what that means is you control all four characters at once. So each character is mapped to a different button, and they have three levels of attacks that they can do. Uh, And you can create combos amongst them, and even have finishing moves, etc. And once you complete an area, three cards will pop up on the screen. And those cards are procedurally generated. So you never know what you're going to get. So it could be your fighter has more health, or your mage has extra spellcasting capability, or add another death blow to the, to the combo meter below. So you can do two combo death blows in a row. Things like that. It's really interesting... And it was a lot of fun. I played about 20 minutes of it. Um, so that's something interesting. It's called Fallen Legion. Uh, that'll be out soon. I don't want to take up too much more time, but there's just four more left I want to talk about. Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, it's kind of a side-scrolling action-adventure RPG. Looked really good as well. Uh, the one that surprised me the most was Just Shapes and Beats. Uh, Matt, I know you played Sound Shapes, right? Yep. Okay, remember how you had to avoid the red things in Sound Shapes? Right, yeah. Okay, so that's the entire promise of this game. You have ships that are flying on screen. You can fly in 360 degrees. You just have to avoid all the red things. And all the red things happen to the beat of the music. So it could be a column of red coming across the screen, and it kind of draws in the outline so you know where it's going to be. you got to get out of there before the beat hits so that you don't get destroyed. You, you can have up to four players playing at once. They said they're shooting for maybe eight. Depends on what they can get out of the system. Really, really good. Their bonus level was the Mortal Kombat theme song, and they had <laughs> red versions of Liu Kang doing a dragging, uh, a bicycle kick coming across the screen, Johnny Cage, etc. For licensing reasons, that probably won't be in the final game, but uh, it's interesting stuff. So that was a game that I had a lot of fun with. Um, Zodiac or Canon Odyssey was another one. If you take Vanillaware Graphics and Final Fantasy Story Creators and put them together in an iOS game that's being ported to PS4, that's this game. Uh, if you like 
you know, RPGs, that's the whole point of this game. So very, very much, very looked very VanillaWare inspired since those were a couple of the people that worked on those VanillaWare uh, titles. I'm not very terribly surprised to see the art style be similar. So there you go. <laughs> Slightly well, less I'm exaggerated. I'm go off track for one second when you were mentioning Mortal Kombat. I don't yeah. think we talked about Combat Pack 2 mm. was released. We did not. Why don't you talk about that now? So four new characters released. I think it's not the four characters that everyone was expecting. I think everyone was expecting like Rain, Sindel, Baraka, maybe Smoke, like the ones that were in the story mode that you couldn't actually like you know play as. Um, we did get two. There's gonna be two guest characters and two MKE characters. Uh, a lot of people were happy about the one called Triborg, which is Sector, Cyrax, and smoke. a third robot, which is Cyber Smoke, probably. Yeah. No one knows. No, I don't think anyone knows for sure that it is Cyber Smoke, but it's probably Cyber Smoke. So a lot of people are happy that they'll finally get to play a Sector or Cyrax in this game. Uh, Alien, so we can do Alien versus Predator. Although it's gonna look kind of weird to just be like a guy in an alien suit, like because it will have to have like it will have like a human-esque lower body, which mm-hmm. the xenomorphs don't have. Mm-hmm. Um, Leatherface from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which now you can have Leatherface versus Jason. Yep. Which I imagine he's gonna be a very very slow character. And then the fourth one is Bo Cho, who everybody's favorite puker. Um, I don't know how they're going to handle it because, like, this game is way more serious than the games that he was in as a playable character. So that one's a question mark. But I guess the one that I guess is the the best of them is Triborg. But I'm really disappointed that, like, we didn't get Rain or Sindel because I really wanted Sindel. Oh, I I still think they're coming. I, I just think they said this is the first... Of of that kind, they did say there would be more later, so right. I expect I expect there to be a couple more packs with that stuff as well. Yeah. I'm yeah, still so I'm still expecting Spawn, so yeah, yeah he could come. I, I just really be... wanted Sindel. I think we'll get her. I think we'll get her. Um, yeah, so back to regular schedule programming. No, no problem. The last game that I had in my list I want to talk about which Dave rallied against hardcore when I told him about it earlier, which is fantastic. It's called Y2K, a postmodern RPG. And it's a RPG about that's set in the 90, late 90s about a group of people who go on message boards and talk about people that have disappeared out of their lives. And the disappearances are shady, and you form this kind of club to go investigate them. The game is so not serious at all. It is... The, the main character is a hipster that wears flannel, and his attacks are all record-based. And the interesting thing is, when you're playing the RPG side of it, and you're in a battle, every character's attacks are Zelda-like minigames. So when he, the, the hipster attacks you'll see a record player and there'll be like uh, red slices on the record player and a yellow slice. And if you could press the X button over the red slice, that's one hit. If you get it on the second red area, it's two hits. If you get it on the third red area, it's three hits. And if you get it on the yellow area, 
you get to spin the record again. And so you can create these huge combos if you have the timing right and can play the minigame right. Uh, the second character that was in the demo was a, uh, a goth girl who had a keytar with her. And so they were all, her minigames involved holding down the keys and letting them up at the precise time. Uh, and then the third guy was a skinny jeans wearing photographer wannabe. And the characters you're fighting are like a disgruntled waitress. You know, it's, it's completely ludicrous stuff. Uh, but really well written. Very unique art style. And, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, and it's called Y2K, a postmodern RPG. There's some footage up online uh, of it if you so desire to look at it. I highly recommend you would. So, yeah, shall we talk about some news quickly? I, I did the the thing that the one thing from the keynote, which was really all I saw, but that that really surprised me. Didn't even in a thousand years would have guessed that that this was going to be in the keynote, but was at the end of the VR session, and they're showing another what appears to be flying game. Oh they, yeah, Ace no, Combat. No, no, they didn't. No. The, Damn it! Now I need a PSVR. <laughs> it's the best. Seven. The best thing is that Matt and Dave have been holding off to being like, oh, I don't need this VR stuff. <laughs> and now both, I, I swear, I started typing in the live blog, and you can go back and read this. <laughs> as soon as I started figuring out that it was twenty-year-old franchise from Namkai Bando. Well, Nan- Nan- <laughs> yeah. Yes, what you said. Twenty-year-old franchise on the PlayStation that's about flying, and I'm like, Matt Coon is squeeing in Wisconsin right now. <laughs> yes, I was. And then when they started the Res one, I'm like, David Bach is squeeing right now. But yeah, it. I I was really surprised that they're going to do that for VR. That to me is either going to be really good or really bad. Yeah, it depends on... I mean, it sounds like they're going back to the old-school style versus the things that they've done with the last couple of non-numbered titles. Um, so I think it'll be okay, because generally, as long as you're in control and you're not, like, hitting a button and it automatically does a barrel roll or something, those are the kind of things where you'll lose it. As long as you're actually in control, generally, as long as they've got things set up well, you'll be okay. But, yeah, it does have a high puke factor possibility on it. Uh. Turo, did you watch the PlayStation Experience keynote? I'm guessing. I saw a little, no, I saw little bits and pieces. I wasn't able to watch all of it. What What was the... I, I guess, uh, Kate, did you see it at all? I saw bits and pieces. All right. So what What was the strongest thing and what was the weakest thing that you guys saw? By bits and pieces, I mean I saw Final Fantasy VII. Mm. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> one and, and a bunch of VR stuff, but that's it. So... So let's talk about that piece of news right now, shall we? So something came out at PSVR. Since I was on the show floor, I did not see it. And then I st- my phone started blowing up because everybody in the chat was, like, going off about it. Matt, since you are loved to be the bearer of bad news, why don't you tell us <laughs> what happened? Well... I don't know that it's bad news yet. I'm still on the fence on this. I'm, 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 I'm not committed to this being bad news okay, yet. There's but, two things I can guess what this is. Uh, okay, well, no, wait, no, wait, wait. Since you don't know Toro? Yeah. 
Okay, go well, ahead, guess. Well, hold on. Oh, I'm going to guess. Okay, so I, from what I've seen and what I've heard, the way they're going to set it up, I'm trying to guess what the bad things are. So the way I saw it, it's not Final Fantasy VII battle schematics. It's Final Fantasy VII mixed with Kingdom Hearts battle. Oh, it's, it's Final Fantasy XV, but I kind of oh, assumed okay. that already. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I very much enjoy that kind of RPG anyway, action RPG. That's just awesome. Okay, so that's okay, not the bad thing. So that's not it. Know. The other one is you get it in chapters. <laughs> that is exactly correct. Sort of, kind of. They haven't explained it enough for all the shit that everyone's been giving it. Is it going to come out like a season? Like the whole game is going to be like... I'm thinking it wanting... might be like an insert disc two thing. That would be fine if that's the case, but that makes no sense. Uh, that would be neat. That would be neat if you bought the game... But it came in in two parts, I guess. So no, if you wanted to get to one part, a smaller pack, like not just in one humongous thing, because there's just so much data. I if if that's really the case, it does need more input. I I need to me. It just seems like a way to get us to all pay for the game six times over. If they're going to do it in chapters, I really doubt it's going to be $60 per chapter. Like, seriously. That would be ridiculous. Square Enix. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know why people think... Like, this is one thing I was just like, oh, stupid internet. Why it's just like, everyone thinks the sky is falling. Yeah, but... Okay, have... even if it's not, let's say it's 20 bucks for six chapters. It's already twice as expensive as a normal game. They didn't say there would be six chapters, though. There's not enough information. Uh, you're absolutely correct. I'm just saying that I don't see how this can be... I'm not saying the sky's falling. I agree. We need more input. But in my mind, I don't see how this can be a beneficial thing in any way, shape, or form. If it because... means not cutting stuff out of the game, I'm all for it. Well, so is there going to be... Again, no one knows. Is there going to be an overworld? Are they taking that out? You know, I don't get how you chop oh. it. Unless it's a disc. Unless it's, like you said, like, this is disc one, this is disc two, which I'm totally fine with that if that's what it is, which we don't know. But that's not the way they made it sound to me. They made it sound like it was going to be in episode chunks. And that means to me that it sounds like it's going to be very linear. Like, I won't be able to go back to the areas in episode one if I'm in episode I four. I honestly think that once they turned it into 15, like with the gameplay, you weren't going to be able to, like, that kind of 2D open world. 15's on a disc? Yeah, but we don't know how, like, if you, if you can go back and do, like, Chocobo racing things, like, post, you know... Right! You know kind of things you can go back and do, if any. Like, we're not in the 2D... We, like, people are still thinking it's going to be exactly like the 2D world that the 7 that just got ported is. That's not the way games are anymore. Like... Right, and, and I buy space considerations as a reason to break it up. What I don't buy is how they debacled this situation handling it. They should have had their messaging clear and on point up front. 
Because to me, it seems like all the goodwill they foster just flew right out of the window. Since he's not here to defend himself, I don't think Dave had anything to do with this. But, um, sorry. I don't, I don't understand. That, that's an old joke. So, Bach debacle. Oh, I see what you did there. No. <laughs> I, can, uh, I, uh, I disagree. I, like, that, that trailer created a lot of hype. Oh, no, the trailer was great. But the news made a lot of people very anxious. Well, there, there's two distinct groups up. Well, okay, there's probably at least three, but two really distinct groups out there. There's one, there's one group that is most of the people we've heard blowing up on this, but basically all they wanted was Final Fantasy VII with better graphics. That, that was it. They wanted a literal, maybe a better translation, but they wanted a screen-for-screen, bite-for-bite version of Final Fantasy VII, and and Square basically upfront said they weren't going to do that. If that's all they were going to do, then why were they wasting their time? They already had the up-res version, so just use that. So then you have the other group that was looking for something new, something more modern, and this is kind of for that. So I, I, I don't know. If, if it ends up being, you know, Episode 1, The Adventure of Cloud, Episode 2, The Adventure of Tifa, Episode 3, The Adventure of Yuffie. I don't, think it's Yuffie, gonna be like that. I don't it's either, like that but if it were, then yeah, I think we've got something here that's... It'll be split that's... up into a place where it would be logical, like an insert disc 2, kind of, like, you know, when games had that, you have, like, this logical place where it stops, and then you have to insert the next disc. That's yeah. what it's going to be like. I, and, it, well, and it could I, be, and it could be open world for the area you're in, right? I mean, you could get to yeah. the wall where disc two is or whatever, you know, and you can do anything before you get to that wall, but once you get to yeah. that wall, you can't pass it. Yeah, like, you could get, just say, the first thing is, you can't leave Midgar after the first episode, just say, I don't know. Like, so you could do everything that was in Midgar plus extra stuff because they already said we're going to have surprises for people who expect, you know, are going into the game expecting, well, this is what this happened, so I'll do this. There's going to be, like, extra things, probably stuff brought in from Crisis Core or, you know, I don't know if they'll bring in anything from Advent Children because that was a sequel rather than a prequel. But there's going to be some extra stuff there that they said even people who have played the game like a hundred times are still going to be surprised. <laughs> Microtransactions. <laughs> I think... <sighs> <laughs> it's not going to have microtransactions. Like, well, I mean, it will in the sense that games do now, but people are thinking it's like, you know, I saw some, some one of our friends on Facebook made the joke, Tifa will be DLC, and I was just like, ugh. Like, <laughs> people are taking this, like, way too far. It's not, like, ugh. Have some common sense. Aerith has died. Fourteen ninety nine to revive her. <laughs> <sighs> Yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I don't know. Nobody knows until they release more information. And I'm actually surprised that it's taken them this much time to get something out there that says definitively, here's what we're planning so that you guys aren't... See, here's the thing. You shouldn't have said anything yet because I don't think they know. That's the problem. I think they're still trying to figure out what they're doing. So... Well, see, the thing is, with the internet times, it could have been something that was taken out of, like, you know, just two guys talking and it got on the internet, right? Like, it's like, oh, you know, we, it might what might not have even been an official statement, but it might be something that they had to address because it got on the internet with, you know, someone saying, oh, well, you know, we're, we're going to have to maybe split the game up into, 
like discs or episodes or whatever because you know geez this game's gonna be so freaking long so i'm put it on the internet though now they have to do damage control so maybe yeah like you said they're not ready to like say exactly what they're doing yeah and, i don't and, think we'll see anything so, else from the game until e3 yeah and, and if 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 they aren't ready, then I agree with Matt. They shouldn't have said a darn thing. But like she's like Kate said, it may have been some form of damage control. So I don't know. It's it's really it just it seems like bad marketing all around. I don't I don't. I'm still excited. I don't know the where they're. I don't know. I'm excited like. for the game. I love that trailer. I love the new trailer. I especially love the comparison of new versus old. And I thought it was great. Barrett's not the only character who's going to get slightly revamped. They said that too, because Barrett's been slightly altered. He's not just a literal translation of what he looked like in Final Fantasy VII. And they said all the characters are going to have a little bit of maybe something different. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask the question now: Are they gonna downgrade Tifa? <laughs> Social Warrior Justice? I don't. I, don't I know. They might. <laughs> I think that the thing with the Tifa is I figured they might give her shorts instead of a skirt. Just because, like... Yeah, some, some Daisy Dukes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's what I figured they'd do for her. Because didn't they do that in Advent Children? Wasn't she wearing, like, a she skirt wearing, kind of thing? She was wearing, like, pants with a skirt thing over top of it. Oh, yeah, that's right. I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch. Um, and we'll obviously... Continue to be dialed into it. We'll uh, bring you updates as I'm we get not, I'm betting we're not going to see anything till E3. Yeah, I bet we're not either. Um, Matt, what have you got in the way of news? I have no idea. <laughs> uh, I, I've got one. No Man's uh, Sky, June. Maybe. Oh, that, no, that was announced a long time ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah. it's been a while. Oh. But it's it's still a long ways off, and we're all really sad the, about it. The weekend of E3, no less. So all the games critics are have been complaining about it for a while. <laughs> uh, um, one thing that did come out this uh, earlier this week here is it's kind of a weird announcement. I'm not really sure what the target audience for this is, but uh, PlayStation 4 will be having a free multiplayer weekend this weekend. So any game that you would normally have to have a plus subscription to play multiplayer for, uh, you that that requirement is waived. Um, so it's from trying to advertise the plus. Yeah, it's from midnight Pacific time, December 11th to 11:59 Pacific time, uh, December 13th. So kind of like the here's all the stuff you're missing. Yeah, the, the funny thing is, though, is, I mean, for most people, if you go and buy, you know, Black Ops 3, you're, you're probably buying a Plus subscription so you can play it online, too. So I'm a little I'm a little muddled as to who the audience is. There are people who can't afford Plus subscriptions. There are. There are. If I'm I had them, for the most part, they're buy, not buying online I multiplayer could, I games. Barely, I, I barely afforded mine. Yeah, if I hadn't bought five years ahead in mine accidentally, I wouldn't be able to afford it right now. <laughs> but yes. So there, there was a point to you accidentally buying it five times in a row. Apparently so. Apparently so. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Tony. Uh, so let's talk about everybody's favorite thing, Konami Gate. Oh, God. Isn't that things, over yet? 
<laughs> no, a couple things happened right before PlayStation Experience. Of course, the VGA Coach Awards. Unblocking. Yes, that is exactly it. Uh, apparently, um, Metal Gear Solid won, obviously, a few awards. And then Jeff Keighley turned to the camera and said, as you noticed, Hideo Kojima is not here with us tonight, and I want to tell you a little bit about that. Mr. Kojima had every intention of being with us tonight, but unfortunately he was informed by a lawyer representing Konami just recently that he would not be allowed to travel to tonight's award ceremony to accept any awards. And he got the crowd to boo Konami. He's still to boo Konami these days. Yeah. He's still under an employment contract, and it's disappointing, and it's inconceivable to me that an artist like Hideo would not be allowed to come here and celebrate with his peers and fellow teammates. Not only was he not allowed to go to the, VG, to the Game Awards and pick up his award, but at um, Sony PlayStation's awards in Japan over the weekend, a PR person at Konami accepted an award for the Phantom Pain instead of Kojima in Japan as well. So Kojima blocked internationally. All you have to do to get people to boo Konami is just say Silent Hills. <laughs> it, man, I, I don't know what's going on with that company, but they are just... This is, this is, going, to, this is going to be like in college classrooms of that teach media and PR how not to handle things for the next 50 years. This has been the worst possible outcome for Konami yeah. at every turn. They're like the Donald Trump of the video game industry. Uh, it's not that bad. <laughs> Which no, one, Trump or Konami? No, Konami. Like It's not that bad. It's like they're tripping over themselves. Wow. Uh, Trump is just doing it on purpose. So. Well, it, 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 it seems like almost that? like Konami's doing it on purpose is just so... Like, I how can we get any more ridiculous... I see Activision more as Trump because they do things on purpose. Yeah. I, I, so yeah. I, I didn't really, wasn't really going to cover this, but it is kind of related. So Jade Ray, Raymond from EA actually got up to give out an award at the Game Awards and actually dissed on Konami for replacing David Hayter as the voice of Snake with uh, Kiefer Sutherland when <laughs> she was announcing the Best Performance Award, oh, which was kind of crazy. Kind of crazy. I have never seen anything like that. It's it's crazy. Um. So yeah, that that's that's the latest with Konami Gate at this point. Um, we already talked about the. Cheats for Final Fantasy VII port. The only other thing I have is that, um, surprise, surprise, Destiny tries to get people to fork over 10 bucks for something, and then other people who play the game figure out an exploit where they don't have to pay the 10 bucks, leaving all the people that paid the 10 bucks really pissed off. Cool. Uh, they say, Bungie says they're working on it. So, can I get the $10? without paying the $10? Yes. As of right now, there's an exploit that you can get this $10 item. That sentence should have just been, people play Destiny, get pissed off. Well. (laughs) (laughs) That's the headline. So let me tell you, as somebody who was in the audience gauging the reaction to every announcement during the keynote, 
when the racing came on for for the speeder bikes, uh, the what are they called? Swallows, sparrows, sparrows. yeah, whatever. Swallows is probably more appropriate, but that's okay. Um, when when they were uh, when that came up, there was a lot of applause. Like people were genuinely excited. The people I were talking, to, I was talking to in my row, uh, they all were Destiny players. So it, it was it was kind of interesting. Well, when we first got those things, that was the first thing I said. Oh man, they've got to get yeah. racing for this. That's exactly it. And so yeah, they had. Uh, the the event there and you could go play it, but there's some stuff that you could uh, spend ten dollars in microtransactions for and get. Well, you can exploit and get it in the game also. So people were upset about that, and yeah, I, but it seems like there are still a lot of people playing Destiny. Just like there are a lot of people going to vote for Trump. Did I say that? My bad. All right, let's move on. No politics. Dear Lord, I do have another piece of news. Yeah, please do save us. Uh, so hey, there's, a, there's a little game called The Tomorrow Children that we've, we've talked about off and on on the show. Uh, and staying away from the political aspects of the game, um, <laughs> there is going to be a uh, closed beta that is going to be starting in 11 days. So uh, if you go check on, your watch for that? yeah, I was like, I was like, why would you check your watch for eleven well, days? I, well, I couldn't remember what the date was. It's the ninth. I was just look reading the article, saw when the thing started. Anyway, um, so it starts on January twenty-first. Oh, wait a minute, a month. <laughs> Never mind, I can't read months. So it starts in January twenty-first. I thought it said December. You need to look at that watch some more. Yeah, um, yeah, a month and eleven days. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, starts in January twenty-first. Uh, there's uh, pages if you look for it, you can find it online. Uh, there's a, a North American and European uh, page for sign up for the closed beta. So, if you're interested in trying that out and giving it a whirl, um, you can go look for that and get signed up. Uh, one other thing that I can't talk about that I didn't play was a thing that I can't talk about and I didn't play. Um, mm. And I have impressions and thoughts about it that I don't have. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around right now. <laughs> I forgot about the thing that I didn't play. Our, our group has been very successful in getting into things that we have not been playing. Exactly. <laughs> that, we, that we cannot talk about. So, yes. Um, Taro, do you have any news? I have movie news, but this is video games. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about your movie news? Just a little oh. bit. Okay. Um, Teenage Ninja Turtles 2, the trailer. Got oh, me. I thought you were going to talk about good movie news. No, Let's move on. No, watch the trailer. I, I am one of the ones that are like... This movie's gonna suck. Blah 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 blah. blah. And then I watched it. Leaked, or is this the still whole trailer the got leaked? No, no, oh, really? no okay. the whole trailer okay. got leaked. Uh, and the first movie? one, yeah, the first one, I, I I didn't mind it. I thought it was funny. It made fun of itself, um, saying be like aliens. That's stupid. You know, they just had a lot of they it, they knew what they were doing and and they made fun of itself. And uh, and I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable movie. Then this trailer, this movie is playing. So hard toward my inner child, my inner teenage mutant Ninja turtle love when I was little, because there's so much nostalgia in this. So 
if you haven't seen it, it's it's everywhere now. Uh, it, it just got leaked a couple hours ago, and oh man! And also, if you haven't seen Krampus, oh my god! Was it good? Was it good? Oh my god! I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> 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 now I should be watching it Saturday, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's awesome. It's it's been getting great reviews everywhere, um, and it shot up to number two, which everyone was really surprised about. All right then. Uh, if we don't have any more news, which I don't think we uh, we do, uh, let's let's move on to final thoughts. Wow, it's short podcast tonight. It's a short lost podcast. Short lost podcast. Churro. Final final thoughts. Mmm. Play more video games. Like the other time I said that. If you have free time, use it wisely, because it can go away like that. Boom. Better final thought. All right. Kate, final thoughts? They could they fixed the script in Final Fantasy VII for the port, so well, like this guy, R6 and stuff is gone, but they still couldn't change her default name from Eris to Aerith. <laughs> uh, I had to change it. Unacceptable. Hey, spoiler for people who haven't played it. She still dies. Nah, there's going to be something. There's right, no, there's... I'm saying changing it from S to TH, she still dies. Oh, right. Or does she? Matt, final thoughts? Um, I had a couple, and and I was trying to pick on one, and uh, now I've had a completely different one that I'm going to go with instead. So, um, Total Matt. Yeah, I know. But I'm not going to actually say all three of them, so I'm working on it. See? Yeah, no. What's your final thought, Matt? Um, I was kind of disappointed with experience this year. I mean, not being there. I get it. It's a thing that you really have to be there to experience. Yeah. But it just seemed like there was a lot more new or... I don't. I don't want to say interesting, but it just, just seemed like the level of announcements and stuff, short of a couple of reveals for PlayStation VR, was pretty tame. There were um, no AAA reveals, and and you know somebody asked Shuhei Yoshida about this, and he's like, "No, you're kind of looking at it all wrong, in that we are focusing on third-party stuff right now." And that's what we want to promote. And I said, okay, that's great. I totally feel what you were getting at, Matt. I was sitting through the keynote, and I thought it was a very solid keynote, but I thought they were building to something at the end. I was expecting PSVR launch date or price or, uh, you know, what the hell has Sony Santa Monica been working on? You know, or, or, you know, San Diego, you know, all these other and I thought we were going to get something really massive at the end of it, but we didn't. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's over. Uh, uh, okay. It's over. Let, let's go play some games, I guess. <laughs> so I, I was, it, it, yeah, I mean, there was some good stuff in there, and it was, I mean, I'm glad you got to go. I'm sure it was, you know, you got obviously a couple runs through the VR booth, so that was cool, but... You know, it just it didn't didn't quite have the the bite that it seemed like year one had. So, see, and I think that was probably the thing that surprised me the most is the 
number of people that could attend the VR stuff was very small. You had to book that stuff in advance, and most people didn't even know that, and so within an hour, all bookings for the whole time were gone for both days. Now, they did let other people in, but you had to queue up and you had no idea how long you had to wait, and if the lines got short, they, they got you in there. So that was really their big push, it seemed to me, was the VR stuff while they were there, yet many people didn't get to experience it. So I think they've got to go back to the drawing table about how they're going to present this in future, future events because they want as many people as possible to try it. Yeah. But it, it was great to attend. It was more, for me, it was great to talk to the developers find out, you know, kind of what their inspiration, how long they've been working on some of these games, what their dev size teams were. You would be floored at how many dev teams were four to eight people that I talked to on the show floor. It's crazy. Wow. So, and most of them, it was their first time working with Sony to be distributed on a platform like this, and there were a lot of, you know, growing challenges and, and organizational relationship challenges that they hadn't had to dealt with in... The PC side. So it was an interesting dichotomy to listen to how they developed through that process. But yeah, for people that were just watching at home, I don't think it was very super exciting. Except for Ace Combat 7. Everybody loves Ace Combat. Oh, I thought you said Final Fantasy 7. I got excited oh, no. there for a second. Ace Combat 7. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't have time for RPGs. Uh, I, I had a final thought, and you totally... Sidetracked Sidetrack me, and I don't remember what it is now. Uh, don't forget to uh, not visit the website, because it doesn't work right now. Again, hopefully within a week. Uh, visit on Facebook, facebook.com slash gamersledge, at gamersledge on Twitter, uh, pinterest.com slash gamersledge for a certain person. And um, I will uh, no. probably go play some more games, but let's end the show as we always do. Something to make your day, make your week. No. What did Jay-Z call his girlfriend before they got married? Ah, oh, hold on. What did Jay-Z call his girlfriend before they got married? Mm-hmm. It's not Bay. It's not... Fiancé? Fiancé. Uh, no. Until next week, game on. <laughs> game on. Punk. <laughs> Are you guys abstaining from the game on? <laughs> you don't deserve a game on. That 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 was that was bad. That was game something. <laughs> Just game, game on. Game. <laughs>